when I yeah. when I spring it on them that it's inflammatory in nature, mm-hmm. they they're always like, yeah, but like I have to get rid of it. Like it comes to a head. I'm like, it, that doesn't mean that it's not hormonal in nature yes. in the beginning. Yes. It causes compromised skin barrier there with that inflammatory nature. And that compromised skin barrier is like the perfect breeding ground for bacteria, which can cause that proliferation, which can cause that, you know, gross stuff that you want to get off your face. Like, yes, but it started for the inflammatory response. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Yo, yo. Hey, this week we are digging back into all things breaking up with your freaking breakouts. That sounds lovely. Everybody's done with those breakouts, okay? Ma'am. Adults. Goodbye kids everybody's done um (laughs) more specifically we're going to talk about healing hormonal acne which uh, we are like putting our serious geek caps on we have our glasses on and we know you love it we're ready for it (laughs) we know you love it because even if you don't think it applies to you it does it does you keep coming back well it's interesting (laughs) i think we all see skin changes with our hormonal fluctuations like oh yeah. even if those mm-hmm. fluctuations are within the normal range mm-hmm. the healthy range and they're totally natural like we're still going to see yeah. changes in our skin yes. um so this is a really helpful conversation for for i think any and all so yeah um all of that to say give us some updates on you miss jen what's up in mm. your world updates well i'm i'm thick in zumba certification um <laughs> like real thick into it and today was merengue Merengue. merengue and I learned all the rhythms and it was kind of fun to like see the breakdowns and I'm <laughs> I, I didn't realize at the end of my module that I had to like stand in this little mold and it like my camera analyzed me and like I held it for three seconds and then I had to dance with the person on the video and my I had to follow the movements and I had to like pass a certain amount of points to show that I could do the movements. I didn't know that I was happening, so I did it in my slides and my have more fun sweatshirt and <laughs> I was just like, "All right, we're doing this." But I had this realization like the studio that I'm in is just the absolute wrong setup for teaching Zumba. <laughs> well, and I kind of knew this. I mean, you didn't make it with Zumba in mind, in, that's for exactly. sure. <laughs> exactly. I did not think I was going to be dancing in here. <laughs> so I'm having to like reevaluate literally everything in here and so literally the moment that we're done recording this podcast like my station is getting wheeled out and like 
disassembled and reimagined because I have I'm like okay I know I got a little bit of time until we're recording next so it's got to happen in this window because I have nowhere else to put my recording stuff and I want to record in there still but I have to kind of reimagine everything like where am I putting my lighting what does my lighting look like I got these LED strips in here and they're so fun but I realized of course after I like had my husband drill the things in and it's got sticky on the back of it that that, that's in the wrong place but it was one of those I didn't know until I did it and I was like okay all right fine um but doing that little um like test I guess you could say at the end of my certification was this like okay I this is not the right (laughs) dimensions so I'm looking to pick up like a wide angle lens for my computer and I'm like re, like taking apart things and moving things and I can't decide if it makes me happy or stresses me out <laughs> like I was okay with my space before but I wasn't using it for dancing and that was actually a problem it that was a problem because it was I set this up like I could do like workouts in here dance workouts uh-huh. but it's just not quite big enough for me to like go to town and so now I'm like putting the effort in to do that because I'm also put the money and time into Zumba certification so I'm like put my money where my mouth is and I'm making it happen I'm gonna be painting some white stuff and like I'm gonna be whiting out one of my walls and it's gonna be a whole thing and so I'm excited to be able to do it but I'm doing it because I'm excited for when it's done you know what I mean yes. when it's done I'll be I'll be yes yeah we have a few little like home fixer projecty things mm-hmm. to work on upcoming and I'm like do the work so I can enjoy it after do the Just, work so I can shoot videos in my kitchen and not be ashamed of what my countertop looks yeah. like <laughs> and I, I am all the for the line. like go ugly early but it's feeling very ugly right now <laughs> yeah I can't even get in frame unless I do this so ah uh, yes happen. okay okay <laughs> well I'll have so to I talk you. to you about like camera stuff that you're doing because I definitely yeah it's time for me to be cooking, cooking in the kitchen and doing a lot of video here soon. So yeah, um, I'll definitely keep you posted. So yeah. that's, that's basically where I'm at. I'm like deep in problem solving and it's going to be fun. And I'm just, but I'm at that place where I don't know what I'm doing exactly. And it's kind of stressful. So <laughs> I'm feeling that when you're like, it's going to be fun. You're also convincing yourself while you're saying it, which makes me so happy because I do the same things, you know? <laughs> sometimes you just got to it's some version of a positive affirmation right yes yes we're we are going to positively get through this situation it's gonna be (laughs) um but tell me about you what you deep in what you doing I am I well I just kind of reworked my schedule and my plan for really honestly the entire year um got back to the drawing board with my annual planning and then busted it into quarters as I, as I do. Uh-huh. And, um, I'm just really excited for what I'm going to be doing with the blog this year. It's something mm-hmm. that I wanted to do last year and then COVID happened. Really and things up. it really did. I mean, there were a lot of challenges with, uh, Josh being at home in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know, honestly, just most of my attention being diverted to Beauty Counter because it grew so much last year, which is a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. No complaints here whatsoever. Uh, And a lot of that growth is what's facilitating me the time to do, you know, these kinds of of projects now. And so, you know, I've been working with Shay Keats, who is a um, business strategist who's been on the podcast a few times. We can link her episodes in the show notes for y'all. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we kind of keep coming back to are these ideas of like my short 
my midterm and my long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've said this on the podcast prior, but like the long-term goal is the restaurant, you know, yeah, that's the restaurant. Juicy. (laughs) And so, you know, if I think about building this brand, building the Northwest Kitchen in mind with, with that restaurant in mind, I'm switching the way I'm doing things. And I, you and I were just talking about this, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. We've, we've talked about human design on the podcast. You know, we've had fun geeking out on it. We had Lindsay on for human design, which was so fun. You guys should go back and listen to that episode. We'll link in the show notes for you. But basically, you know, having that lens into my makeup, my personality has been kind of an interesting challenge. Like when I learned about the Enneagram, it was something that just like automatically clicked for me yeah it automatically clicked mm-hmm. but when it came it to human so design mm-hmm. I kind of you know I like I wanted to be good at human like achieve at human design and be like I want to be a manifester like a manifesting generator because they really they get the ideas and they get stuff done you know yeah but I'm a generator um and not that that's any less than a manifesting generator but in my mind I'm like man that'd be cool to like have the ideas and do the things <laughs> But I my do the thing. Manifesting generators. So and I get so, it. and generators are supposed to mm. respond. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the generators that I know who are in the blogging space are people who tend to take in information from their readers, from their listeners, from you know whatever medium they're using, mm-hmm. and then take the questions that they have and have that form the content that they're doing, um, how they're cooking in the kitchen, like what that looks like for them. And I had a massive uh, epiphany for myself this weekend. And I read this article from food 52 on like treating your kitchen, like how a restaurant treats its kitchen. Mm. And it was something that I just, it started me going down this kind of rabbit hole of a thought process that was like this, like the restaurant thing is how my mind works when it comes to food. Mm -hmm. I spent Mm -hmm. over 20 years working in restaurants that is literally how my brain is wired. I love it. Mm. And I've been on the front of house. I've been in the back of house. And you've done all the positions. Like you know <laughs> totally. exactly what everybody's doing. Everything but a line cook. I've done everything but be a line mm. cook pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel like I needed. I, I'll, I will be a line cook at one point when I have my own restaurant. But Necessity. I'll just figure it. We'll figure it out as we go. Um, <laughs> as we do. Right. But anyways, yeah, all of that to say the the big epiphany for me was that, you know, I've been having this thought process of like feeling like I need to respond to to people and to what the people need. And, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was thinking this weekend about seasonal food and how chefs, you know, like you go to the market or you talk to your farmers and you figure out what they have based on what's happening in the season. Yeah. You figure out what they you know, what the availability is and you cook with the ingredients that you have. I mean, there's this great blog out there. It's called Cook with What You Have. Um and it's a farmer who like walks through and and cooks through dishes based on what's available as far as produce is concerned, which is so cool. Um, I love the idea of cooking through, um, uh, like a, a CSA box. I've always wanted to Mm. like do that and document. Mm -hmm. I've always done that, but I want to do it and document it. So anyways, I finally figured out like, no, no, Cassie, you're not a blogger. You're a chef (laughs) 
and you're a restaurant chef, you need to A, treat your kitchen like it's a restaurant kitchen, even though it's very small, friends. Finally got a dishwasher. (laughs) And treat my creative process like a chef would. Like Mm. I let the ingredients dictate the creative process rather than what I think people need or what people tell me they need. And that was Mm. the most freeing thought I've had And I have really struggled with the creative process with blogging. I just have, you know, like the kitchen is a very sacred place for me. I don't mind documenting things, but when documenting things gets in the way of that process for me, it's really hard. And it's really convoluted when there's a lot of like wants, but then you see trends and then you see like, okay, how, what's, what's working, what's not. And then it turns into an overthinking process. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I think I mentioned this prior, but I think I've officially like unlocked my FYP page to reflect chef TikTok, which is you said that the best. Uh And, um, I've been watching a bunch of documentaries about chefs and reading chef biographies and just getting back into that space. Mm -hmm. And I just was reminded like, I'm trying to, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of, and be someone that I'm not, not intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just thinking that that was the way I had to do things rather mm-hmm. than rethinking and being like, no, no, like get your whiteboard, get your blank notebook that you, you know, like legal pad that you bring <laughs> to the restaurant, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and map your week out based on like the ingredients that you have in your fridge or maybe what's available locally or whatever you know and mm-hmm. and go from there and that's and so quintessential pacific northwest <clears throat> like you know it's so, it's so it like is the romantic. northwest kitchen for a yes. reason yes. <laughs> i was like oh so, put it all together now like, mm. yeah so anyways that was long-winded but I, I will say it's it's just one of those things that i it was a big moment for me this weekend and I was trying to explain it to Josh and he was like not really tracking. He's like, cool. Sounds great. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I explained it to you before we hopped on today and, and you were like, yes. And I was like, she gets it. Okay. She gets it. <laughs> cool. Uh, awesome. So that was really fun. So anyways, this month on the blog is all about cake, which is really exciting. So it's February. Yes. It's the love month, you know, we're post Valentine's mm-hmm. Day when this episode airs, but, um, you know, maybe you haven't celebrated yet or you want to bust out some of those fun desserts. Um, we have, mm-hmm. there's going to be, um, the creme brulee from the holiday cookbook is going to be on the blog, mm-hmm. uh, by the time this episode airs, I have already like some fun individual, uh, chocolate, uh, orange pot de creme on the, on the oh, blog that you can make that. now and they're dairy free oh and so good. E- even being dairy free, like very, what very did you say? They're dairy Did you free. say dairy free? That means They're I can dairy eat it? free. I can eat it. Boo. Yes. <gasps> uh, I'm really <laughs> They're so good. And oh <laughs> so decadent and rich, by the way, though, too. My just, mom calls it no. de creme. <laughs> That's, I've, been, I've been making French that is titled what they're things. called. Yeah. yeah she, it's just funny hearing her <laughs> say it with a French accent. Peau de creme. <laughs> and uh and then it, yeah it's cake month so it's my birthday mm. month it's my mom's birthday month so oh. it's very special for me and it's yes. just all about cake so there's going to be I'm finally putting up the best gluten-free lemon cake recipe oh. you'll ever ever have that is Skyler's favorite lemon <laughs> baked goods well, I will make sure to bring some lemon cake over when Ooh. that's that's done. I mean, it, when this episode airs, it'll be done, but it's not done yeah. yet. And <laughs> that's next week. So and then like a raspberry 
champagne cake and then Mm -hmm. the really really good classic like yellow gluten-free yellow birthday cake is up on the blog already right now too so all I can think of is what your like little pastry display is gonna look like when you're in your restaurant and I'm like I "Mm." have drawings do do I draw things no No. I do not draw things (laughs) I have drawings of like future pastry displays no joke oh my if this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing with my life I don't know oh my gosh I'm so excited this is just I I know I said this before but it feels like so romantic you're just like following like your heart's desire and you're feeling that the the seasonal nature and it meshes with the name and it just like all this together just oh gosh so good so good so good well that was a lot longer than it was supposed to be well it's it's the goods but here we are (laughs) this is this is us well let's get into the meat of our episode today let's do it um we're breaking up with our breakouts today get right out of town stupid stupid freaking hormonal breakouts so dumb so dumb i'm 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 over it mine didn't really start for (laughs) me until not that long ago i'm like okay well i dealt with adult acne still do um Mm. at a much lesser capacity i mean if the before and i wish i had more before and afters i just don't oh man nobody takes pictures of their acne unless it's like for like medical purposes right yeah well i mean especially back when we were like pre you're like not pre-teens but teens and early 20s like there just wasn't the easy camera availability like yeah so i am just in this place where you know i feel like there's so many folks who are dealing with hormonal acne who don't think they are. Can yes. we just say that? Do you like, uh, can we yes. expand on that for a minute? <laughs> yes. One of the biggest problems I see with that is um, not being able to see the nuanced differences between breakouts and like, cause I mean, our skin's going to break out, but it's not like I had a breakout. It's like, well, I had this kind of breakout and this and that really the easiest way to tell is how quickly does it come to a head if it takes more than two days to come to a head it's inflammatory which means it's most likely hormonal inflammatory doesn't typically happen for any other reason than hormones that's a really good tidbit there it's super easy when you think about it that way but but at the same time most people are like i don't know and i'm like just just watch just watch your skin you know when you brush your teeth in the morning is it is it ready to extract that night no probably not but if it takes because when I get um acne I rarely get those breakouts I mean maybe once in a blue moon where they come and they're ready to extract within a day a lot of times it takes three to five days and they hurt (laughs) sometimes they never come to a head but if you can track it and just watch when you're willing to walk out into society and let people see your face because you know when that breakout is like hard to look at and it's time to extract then that's the time to like get rid of it. But if it doesn't, if it takes a while to get to that point, it takes more than two days, then I would say it's inflammatory. Okay. You got it from the expert here, friends. <laughs> and it's very, very common for people to think that they don't have hormonal acne. When I, yeah. when I spring it on them that it's inflammatory in nature, mm-hmm. they're, they're always like, yeah, but like I have to get rid of it. Like it comes to a head. I'm like, it, that doesn't mean that it's not, hormonal in nature in the beginning causes compromised skin barrier there with that inflammatory nature 
And that compromised skin barrier is like the perfect breeding ground for bacteria, which can cause that proliferation, which can cause that, you know, gross stuff that you want to get off your face. Like, yes, but it started for the inflammatory response. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good, Jen. Thank you for, (laughs) I went in, in nutritional therapy school, Kathy Eason, our instructor used to call those clinical pearls. Those yep. little bits that you're only going to pick up in these conversations, which yes. is hello. Part of the reason why podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast, friends. Yes. <laughs> you get so much more from us here than you will anywhere else. We are. And I just. a long conversation. I was just talking about this on my Instagram the other day. Like, I feel like I can be my whole self on this podcast. Like I can mm. be the nutrition nerd that I don't do one-on-one professionally anymore but Mm -hmm. obviously I still have that knowledge and obviously it's still super interesting to me I just don't have a desire to work with clients one-on-one yeah but I have that knowledge and I can share it and I can do that here and I can be the chef and I can be the like skincare enthusiast and I can you know can be all those little pieces of myself and I feel like you have that too Um, yeah and you and I are almost personal development first yeah like I'm I'm the like food enthusiast like nutrition enthusiast oh yes Yes. We're the enthusiast on the other side of the other person's professional. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's podcast oh. mind meld moment. Um, so last week we talked about like what it, kind of hormonal acne versus bacterial breakouts, the difference between those two. Jen kind of walked us through a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, signs and symptoms that you might be dealing with hormonal acne. And then, you know, the connection between environmental toxic load and then your skin and then PCOS, menopause, kind of those general cycle changes, and then hormonal birth control and acne. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to last week's episode, honestly, friend, I would just hit pause right now, boop, go back to 139 and yep. listen to that first because it's going to give you a really good primer. We did and that on purpose yes. because you want that Yeah, because we have we're going to make sense of it now. We have a little <laughs> bit of a series going right now. We are yeah. really digging. We have never done hormonal acne in this depth on the podcast, so we're very Cause, excited. Because we knew this was, yes. was going to be a beast. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about how to address hormonal acne mm-hmm. um, from the inside for the most part. And then next week, Jen is going to geek out hard on addressing it from the outside because we all believe in that dual approach because why yes. wouldn't we do something topically if we can while we're yes. also working on the other stuff that guess what sometimes takes a really long time to heal and mm-hmm. we ain't that patient we're not trying to wait a year for our skin to get better sometimes we want it you to need be better outside now. support while yes. you're doing the the difficult long-term well, and the reality is that the environmental stressors and just general stressors that we experience on a daily basis require skincare all the time. It's not like you're just going to be able to not do skincare after that. Right. Yes, exactly. So the reality of it is that we need to always be paying attention to what we're doing topically. If we've tended toward acne at all in the past, even if we don't have current breakouts, right. I still like, I may not have active acne breakouts on a regular basis, but I still treat my skin. Like I have dry acneic skin because I do like it's just because that's what happens that's my skin yeah right so okay so one of the things I wanted to just jump into really quickly is that Mm -hmm. what's usually suggested when you're dealing with acne whether you're talking to a dermatologist and this is not everybody you guys not all dermatologists like we're we're not dogging on dermatologists it's just (laughs) what we see um you know the suggestions that folks are getting out there in the field whether it's in in skin or in nutrition or the medical world is very stripping cleansers, Mm -hmm. generally suggesting topical retinoids, which we're not huge fans of. 
Um, or the stripping cleansers for anybody, by the way. Most um, of these, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, birth control is often suggested, which it's not ideal, but like that's your right. If you want to use birth control to correct your skin, like that's your business. Just going to say that. Um, there is a, a spironolactone. I think that's how you say it. Spironolactone. A pill that mm-hmm. is very commonly used and it works by blocking androgen receptors that decrease the actions and the effects of testosterone on the body, which we kind of talked about that action of testosterone on the body last week. And then there's isotretinoin, which is a form of oral vitamin A. And it's similar to a retinoid, but you take it orally instead of topically. Um, and I got lots of feelings about that, but oh, essentially yes. that's supposed to reduce the amount of oil released by oil glands in your skin and then kind of help renew it more quickly. And all of these are kind of like band-aid fixes. Mm-hmm. It, there's not really an addressing of root causes in any of these kind of modalities that you choose. Mm-hmm. Now, you, it's you your, also may have seen Accutane sent your way. Totally. And Accutane has got a pretty um crazy history to mm-hmm. it for a reason well and we any- actually we talked about accutane in detail mm-hmm. in our acne episode it's 73 yes. or 74 73? it's also a informed consent situation like you need to know exactly what you're getting into yes i would say with any any prescription medication period okay and so with knowing that we're gonna go a whole nother direction with our recommendations um, and not to say that there aren't reasons to kind of explore those modalities, but that's generally what you're going to hear suggested when you're talking to someone about your skin and you're frustrated with having kind of these cyclical or persistent adult breakouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing, surprise, surprise, our first tip, I like want to drum roll it, is to use <laughs> hormone friendly skincare. True. Just start. So this true. is the basics, friend. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. start topically. Jen's gonna dig into this tomorrow, oh, but can't wait. or not tomorrow. Next week. Next week. I wish it was tomorrow. <laughs> um, but there are certain skincare ingredients that are believed to affect your hormones. Like, hello, this is what we've been talking about. Episodes one thirty seven, one thirty eight, um, and these endocrine disrupting chemicals are essentially things like BPA, glycol ethers, phthalates. And they fall under this umbrella of what we call endocrine disrupting chemicals. Again, we've talked about this in previous episodes very recently. There's a whole series happening here, people. Yep. Um, but your skincare could actually be making your hormonal acne worse. This was part of the reason why I was like angry when I found <laughs> about this stuff. Because I was like, I'm on the professional end of this. And I here I am recommending all these things having no idea under a doctor's care who is like supposed to be the top like you know knowledge nope nobody had any idea outside of the science world yes that just woo got me going yep we're all we're always kind of fired up about that here at rebel heart radio (laughs) collectively Um, and then next is to clean out your makeup bag. So it's not just skincare that can be messing with your hormones. There's endocrine disruptors. There's known carcinogens. There's all sorts of stuff lurking in those makeup products. Um, go back and listen to episode 10 where we talk about, um, you know, heavy metals and color cosmetics. That's another issue that, uh, that we have 
qualms with kind of traditional makeup, conventional makeup, I should say. Um, and so I, you kind of have to be a bit of a detective when it comes to your skincare and your makeup. So that's like step one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail there. So that's a whole um, episode. That's a whole episode. <laughs> and we only have so much time. And, um, and so I want to talk about some nutrition and some dietary solutions for acne. Um, yeah. The most important thing to understand here is that almost all skin disorders like any other what we call like diseases modern diseases or diseases of civilization are inflammatory in nature so the key Mm -hmm. to addressing them is to follow an anti-inflammatory lifestyle that works for you Mm -hmm. now so you might hear me talk about this a little bit differently than I did in episode 73 I'm just so tired of diet culture so as we talk about this I want you to have the mindset of what can I add in now what can I take away what can I add what can I add that is supportive of my body that's going to make me feel good that's going to help my body in this season because we're done with the whole like you know shoulds the shoulds the shoulds the judging the shame the bullshit okay yeah we're done. We're not that. doing it Mm-mm. so first thing you can do is address nutrient deficiency. So we talked about this last week. Um, I would sound so easy. (laughs) (laughs) It is not easy to address your nutrient deficiencies um, or even necessarily know what they are. So this is, you know, last week we talked about going and getting some blood work with your practitioner. Highly recommend that you do that and look at, you know, do you need some probiotics? for gut health support Mm -hmm. how are your zinc levels your calcium your your magnesium you know your your vitamin a all your vitamin b levels and you know where are you at with like the things that support your immune system in general so that's where we're looking at like gut health zinc especially vitamin a vitamin d vitamin c extremely important iron levels that kind of thing and Obviously, it sounds so basic. Everything but it, that I just mentioned is is yeah. is a supplement that you can explore, right? Weird. <laughs> With the help of your practitioner. Yes. Um, the other thing is increasing zinc and vitamin A. This is so, so important, you guys. This mm-hmm. is something most folks are deficient in zinc. Like it really, it's it's an epidemic at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was very passionate about this on our immune system episodes. I think 23 and 24 does that sound right i just always mention the same like four or five episodes over and over it was because there's a reason why we did it early like yeah yes yeah so we talked about supporting your body naturally for cold and flu and this all of that applies right here like i just want to mention that all of that applies so you could go back and really geek out and get into a lot of detail there but um zinc is one of those things that can make a really big difference very quickly and obviously you can supplement Uh, but I love encouraging folks to get more zinc and vitamin A in their diet as long as their digestion is working properly. So like, that's the Mm. caveat there, right? Okay. Okay. Right. So (laughs) sweet potatoes, as I go through it right now, (laughs) sweet potatoes, um, broccoli, oysters, super high in, in zinc, excellent source of zinc. I'm going to go back to that. Yes. Yes. I think they're on sale at Costco right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay um oysters and pumpkin seeds they not only help like feed your skin and your skin health but they also support your immune system and help you clear organisms that can contribute to acne so that's like okay what can we add more sweet potatoes yeah. more broccoli more oysters more pumpkin seeds beautiful mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. an easy that's an easy one right what can we add okay. um 
supporting stomach acid and supporting mm-hmm. your gut flora. This is like one bullet point on here. I know. And it's I'm like, like all of these have been like the life pursuit that I've had over the last <laughs> few years. I'm like, man, it sounds so simple. I, I really want to like personally caveat that this sounds simple because it's it, it's straightforward of what, what you yes. want to do. But yes. that doesn't mean your path is straight. It means that you're going to, you know, be a human while you go through this process. And that's OK. Yes. So uh, stomach acid support. This is not a linear thing. Um, The thing I will say is that most of the time folks think that they have too much stomach acid when they're dealing with digestive issues like gas or bloating, um, uh, acid reflux, uh, heartburn, Mm -hmm. um, burping, belching, those kinds of things. And what's most often the case is actually that stomach acid is uh, much lower than it should be. So we think it's higher but it's actually lower. So that's my tidbit to get you to go listen to episodes 18 and 19 (laughs) of the podcast (laughs) where we walk through like all of this is how digestion works. Um, You know, we geek out on it while also like still taking you along for the ride. So it's not, you don't have to have a science background to listen to that episode of the podcast. It was designed (laughs) for the average human. Yes. um, Who just wants to know more about how their body works and what this really means. So stomach acid support and supporting your gut flora. Those two things were super important for me. Um, Liver support, enzymatic Mm. support Mm -hmm. and gallbladder support. So Hi, all of those <laughs> all of those processes are involved in your detox pathways. So mm-hmm. those are some things that you can explore as well. And then probiotics. This is huge. Probiotics about this like friends. everywhere. Yeah. I yes. hear about probiotics everywhere, but I'm I'm excited to hear you break this down. Well, it's really hard to know what kind of probiotic to take. And I will just say, like yeah. right now, I'm really loving and recommending Megasporbiotic. It is a spore-based organism that promotes microbial diversity in the gut, which not a lot of other probiotics are accomplishing that really well as far as Mm -hmm. studies go. And then it also helps with creating healthy antioxidant status in the body. Yeah. Okay. Which is really good for your your inflammatory and anti-inflammatory processes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't cause the same kind of issues that the lactobacillus species can if you have SIBO. So you, you can, and this is, it's such a nuanced thing, but folks who are dealing with SIBO are like, this is top of mind. They know I can take these I, probiotics and I can't take these. So I yeah. just wanted to mention that really quickly. This is one that's really supportive of that. And, and folks yeah. who have, who are struggling with SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. We talked about it in episodes 18 and 19 of the podcast. (laughs) Um, In those episodes, we talked about what it means and how it happens and kind of the origin, origin story of that. So if you're kind of, that's piquing your curiosity, you can go back there. Um, And then the last one that I really like, really want to drive this home, friends, is blood sugar balance. Blood sugar balance, blood sugar balance, blood sugar balance. (laughs) So important. So important. If testosterone is your issue, like we talked about last week, that excess testosterone in your system or an imbalance where testosterone is higher in relation to its balance with estrogen and progesterone, then working to balance your blood sugar is really, really important. And when your Mm. blood sugar is wild, 
your ovaries and your adrenals can get the signal to make more androgens. So it can, there's a cyclical process where it can actually get a bit worse. So eating regular meals that include protein and fat with each meal really, really help with that blood sugar balance. You don't have to be perfect about it. Um, I try to think of it as like, if I'm going to have carbs, I'm not going to avoid carbs, but if I'm going to have carbs, I'm going to have them with other things. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to have coffee, I'm going to have it with a meal rather than by itself, just Mm -hmm. cause that's really supportive of blood sugar, you know, Okay. rather than restricting, what are we adding? How are we helping? Right. And it'll essentially help your blood sugar be balanced, which will help balance your hormones, your hormonal system and your blood sugar directly related very very important so if you're dealing Mm -hmm. with blood sugar issues if you are feeling tired after your meals if you feel like your mood is connected to your hunger levels if you're having trouble feeling hungry or feeling full these are all kind of signs that we need to like focus on blood sugar and take a look at that Mm. I feel and then, like that's every person I know. <laughs> yeah. And then there are a few like really specific nutrients. And I just, th- these are some clinical pearls I picked up along the way that I want to make sure to share here mm. because they have been really helpful for me. And that is supporting estrogen and testosterone metabolism. So it's not just how much of these hormones are in our body. It's also how they're metabolized. And Mm -hmm. there are specific nutrients that your liver requires to effectively detoxify and really honestly like metabolize those hormones. That's, that's the liver's job. Deliver them out. Yes. (laughs) And those happen to be the same things that are depleted when you're on the pill. I feel like Kermit the Frog, like sipping his tea and being like, none of my business. (laughs) (laughs) I will look the other way. So this is where we talked about uh, last week. We talked about diandylmethane, DIM, um, calcium deglucurate, and then also focusing in on getting some green tea in or green tea extract, Mm. uh, broccoli seed extract. All of those help with natural liver detox pathways. Um, I also am really loving the liver juice from organic Mm. olivia Mm. really loving yes it's so good i have noticed some huge differences this is personal anecdote friends but Mm. there's so many beautiful things in that tincture that support liver detox and the cool part is it's supporting gallbladder and and uh, upstream digestion so you've got multiple detox pathways that are being supported in that same same tincture so I really really like that that's cool yes so powerful yeah liver support so we're loving on our liver we're balancing our blood sugar we're being mindful of how we're treating our stomach acid support and when we're eating our meals and chewing them well like that's like step one friends chew your food well (laughs) when we're talking about stomach acid right um And then lastly, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with what you're taking in other than supplements and other being other than being mindful of these kind of processes um, of like specific kind of nutrient dense foods that help balance your hormones. And I try not to overthink this. I just Mm. know, okay, these foods help balance my hormones and they feed my skin at this beautiful cellular level. So I'm just going to make sure they're in my cart each week at the grocery store. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. 
I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to think, oh my gosh, I have to have this at every meal, any of that kind of stuff. Um, sulfur rich foods, you guys. Mm. So sauerkraut, garlic, egg yolks, wonderfully supportive for skin health at the cellular level and balancing hormones. Mm. Um, using coconut oil for your cooking. And again, like butter's great. Ghee is great. Avocado oil is fine. Olive oil, great. But if you want to um, add it in. You know, yes kind of those process. things are great but uh <laughs> coconut oil has some antimicrobial properties that can be really supportive uh fiber rich foods uh so those carry estrogen out of the body the caveat to that is what i'm always going to say is that if you are dealing with digestive issues you might want to think about just focusing on cooked vegetables versus raw so that mm-hmm. you can make sure because you know fiber rich foods doesn't always mean you are eating the fibery raw version of it which is what i think a lot of people think when we talk about fiber rich foods yep uh fermented foods like carrots and beets um also help with digestion and you know those with uh SIBO or candida i again work with your practitioner when we're talking about fermented foods can Mm. be really important uh raw carrots can also be really helpful for estrogen balancing Um, carrots huh yeah and then you know some cod liver oil friends i know you're gonna be like what is this and it sounds i know it's a supplement but i think of it as a food like this is like Mm -hmm. a food i'm trying to get in Mm -hmm. cod liver oil and butter or emu oil provide high really balanced levels of vitamin a d and k2 and mk4 So Mm. the balance of those things together is really, really important. And we really only see that balance in nature in those things I just mentioned. Cod liver oil and butter, emu oil. Um, And they're all really critical for healthy skin at that cellular level. Mm -hmm. And then cutting out dairy. Mm -hmm. I know this is like the one thing that I'm going to be like, this is the thing I'm going to tell you to kick out of your life. Just for a bit, like try an elimination with dairy Honestly, I have zero issues eating cheese in other countries. Can I just mention that? I have no problem eating cheese in Europe. Never have. Like I used to get the worst breakouts in college from eating dairy. And I spent a month in Italy, ate all the freaking cheese, zero (laughs) problems. You know? Something to it. There's there's quality, there's Mm -hmm. pasteurization, there's all sorts of factors that go into that. Mm -hmm. But I would just eliminate it for a few weeks or a month and just see what happens with your skin. And then Mm -hmm. you get to have that informed consent, right? You're you're consenting to letting the dairy (laughs) give you the breakouts or make the breakouts worse, right? It's not a root cause necessarily. And um, it's just, you know, it's an inflammatory food for me. But I have figured out that I can tolerate goat dairy and sheep's milk dairy really well. Mm. So I'm able to pivot and choose like cheeses that are kind of in those categories and still like enjoy having dairy, which is fine. Goat milk, yogurt, that kind of stuff. It's great. Um, And the last thing, we don't have very much time. The last thing I'll mention is playing with seed cycling. This is something that you, you know, you and I have both played with. And it's something that I think can be really, really powerful, like really good results pretty quickly. It's kind of crazy. Um, Mm. But you have to be quickly. Deliver happens in nutrition. So take note. (laughs) (laughs) In anything that we want, especially like skin changes, we're just always like, when is that happening? So this could be something that could be an easy add in. 
that maybe you're not going to go deep dive into your digestion right now. And maybe you're not going to go like add tons of fermented foods. Maybe you don't like fermented foods. You know, you're not going to worry about your zinc, whatever it is. Like it's not worth the stress guys. Try the seed cycling. Start there. Super interesting. So basically it's a practice of eating specific seeds to support your hormone balance through your entire menstrual cycle. And it's so simple. You guys, it's so simple. There are like multiple definitely multiple ways you can do seed cycling and there's a lot of great folks doing a ton of instruction out there i think we'll probably have like a full seed cycling episode on the podcast in the future that would be so fun worth talking about Mm -hmm. um bringing an expert in for that but here's the like a basic way for you to get started follicular phase through ovulation so it's days one through 14 of your cycle eat one to two tablespoons each of raw fresh ground flax seeds and pumpkin seeds then during your ovulation through your luteal phase so days 15 through 28 eat one to two tablespoons each of raw fresh ground sunflower and sesame seeds if you ovulate at a different time in your cycle then you switch the seeds accordingly so if your period comes regularly at a different time so like 26 days instead of 28 then switch the seeds accordingly And then if you're not cycling, I would do some more digging. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and then you can kind of see these natural rhythms that happen in your body and start to follow and dig into these, um, you know, these different phases that your body is going through. And so if this isn't like another reason to track your cycle so that you could even employ something like this, like Mm -hmm. go track your cycle friends, go listen to the period power episode with Sharon Bailey. So good and it's still worth it to track for for more than just seed cycling it's also to know like do I break out around my hormone cycle at what point because sometimes you'll break out before your period sometimes you'll break out after your period sometimes you break out during your period and it's actually kind of important to know that to know Mm. when do you experience a cyclical is it cyclical is it not cyclical like really that does matter and so yeah mapping out your own cycle is super important yeah and then just know like the seed cycling stuff it's not a one-size-fits-all approach so this is like getting started with basics but again you know you can get dialed in there's a really cool company i wanted to mention that's called food period food period that (laughs) offers monthly seed cycling kits that they just send to you so you don't even have to think about it oh yes Um, ma'am but it's also really easy to set up yourself too so we'll link that in the show notes for y'all and it's then nice way to start the rest the rest of this friends you guys it's so basic it's basic a f okay getting regular physical activity helps reduce your inflammation and strengthens your immune function and getting adequate sleep helps reduce your inflammation and support healthy immune function sounds simple but man it's all really hard i know it's the chase it's the chase you know you're constantly I mean, guys, I knew about this stuff years ago. I knew like <laughs> that was part of the reason why we started this podcast because I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so interesting. <laughs> um, and I'm still chasing it. And it's it's kind of just part of being human, you know, yeah. you know, unjudgmental of yourself as you're going through these fluctuations and changes and learning. And like sometimes when I'm in seed cycling, the best I can do is just throw some sesame seeds onto the food I've got because it's <laughs> it can be a pretty benign flavor like you can just throw it on 
Um, you know, and sometimes I'm eating the gluten free flaxseed muffin because it's the only flaxseed thing I got my hands on, <laughs> you know, and, and so it's just, you know, sometimes you just do the best you can and you, you, it's more of like the breadcrumbs, the ping to like, am I sleeping? Am I moving my body? You know, do I feel like just two, not even two weeks ago, 10 days ago, I had this ping of, oh, I haven't changed my vitamin D levels seasonally yet. And because I could see the evidence of it through my mood, I could mm. see it in my skin, um, I could see it in my scalp, like I was crazy, crazy dandruff, you know, on top of like magnesium and things. But if it hadn't have been for like kind of just being pinged to this stuff and just being in it and sitting in it and ruminating it and not judging myself mm. over the fact that like I probably could stop eating the cheese, you know, <laughs> you know, there's just look at it from the standpoint of curiosity because the stress that you're going to put on yourself is actually going to put a deeper load on your liver than it would be if you did seed cycling like like so (laughs) let yourself breathe and just be like okay we're taking in all the information we're learning the stuff and this is this is not a judgment this is a okay we're just checking it out well and this is i would you know think of this as like a menu and you get to choose something from the menu There's so many, and again, like, I hope this leaves you feeling empowered that the tools are pretty straightforward to help improve your skin, your hormone balance, your hormonal acne. It's something that I wish was talked about more. And Mm -hmm. I have to note every time we walk through dietary suggestions or things to add in or nutrients that support when it comes to your skin health, your hormonal health, supporting sustainability in the environment, like it's all connected. Yes. It is all connected. Mm-hmm. It is not lost on me that when we eat locally, we get more of the nutrients that we need. When we eat local honey, we get more of the immune support that we need, all of those mm-hmm. things. And local food systems support sustainability. Like I don't think that is a coincidence at all. I don't think so either. So I get, this is where I get real geeky on the big picture, but Mm -hmm. you know, I think one of the cool things is, you know, when you're, when you're leaning into supporting your hormonal acne and trying to heal that, you're also, oh, guess what? Like healing your gut, you're supporting (laughs) your better sleep because when you Mm -hmm. do these little things to support your body, they all add up. But I think the most important thing is finding something and sticking with it and being consistent. So that's where I will leveling, lovingly say, step, step back from this like giant list that we just gave you. Um, think of the, the giant list as an opportunity and to just pick one thing and do it. Just pick one thing that's going to help you. Um, that maybe you have an inkling that you need to focus on or yeah. that's easy for you to add in because like you have the seeds in your pantry anyway. Actually, the seeds yes. should be in your fridge, by the way. Um, (laughs) that's in the fats and oils episode like way back then um whole nother subject but okay i think that's enough for today um next week we are gonna super geek out on topical skin solutions for hormonal acne because let me add it we want you guys to have the tools to support your skin topically as you work on you know healing things internally so so important so jen is gonna get real geeky next week I have seen the notes and I'm very, very excited for this episode. It's going to be good. All right, guys. We'll see you. Well, we won't see you. I wish we were seeing you. We will talk to you next week. 
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.